Hello everyone, my name is Alina Lopez and I will be your hostess today. Welcome to our Citizens Crime Watch podcast. And I am honored to have a very special guest with us today, uh, Miami-Dade Police Department's Director, uh, Freddie Ramirez. Welcome and thank you for joining us. Wow, it's my honor. Thank you for having me here. I know that you uh, are part of the board of the Citizens Crime Watch board. You're very, very um, tight with our organization. So I really appreciate you taking the time to to talk a little bit about uh, yourself yes. and Miami-Dade Police and the different programs that uh, Miami-Dade Police offers in reference to crime prevention, community policing. So before we even begin, we want to get to know you. Uh-oh. Our audience wants to get to know you. Um, how long have you been with Miami-Dade Police? How long have you been the director, et cetera? Just a little bio about yourself. Sure. All right. Well, um, obviously, I'm honored and humbled to be uh, the director of what I think is the, the best police department in the country with uh, the best employees who serve each and every day, both sworn and, and civilian, and also the best community, I think, the best, most diverse community that that a police department can uh, engage with. It's, it's really a pleasure, it's an honor, and uh, I really appreciate all the work that, that both the community and the department does. As far as me, I've, I've, had, I've served for 26 years in this department. Um, you know, I've, I've rose through the ranks. I, I was a, a, an officer, sergeant, lieutenant, captain, major, chief, assistant director, deputy director, and then director. So. I had the the honor and pleasure to do every rank in this department, and I got to work in a variety of areas in this department, from obviously from patrol to ag patrol to, you know, narcotics, a lot of time in in narcotics and and street crime uh, investigations, as well as, uh, you know, I got to oversee the Homicide Bureau, the Criminal Investigations Division, our Police Services Division at at different ranks, and, and also our Training Bureau, so... I really got a, a nice uh, experience of of just the the evolution of what this department does. I was evolved through the years, and that's why it's in the forefront of of modern policing today and and community relations. So, and I got to experience that with some great people around me that mentored me, and I think mentoring is a great component, very important component, and I wouldn't be where I'm at right now without that experience. Wow, 26 years, and and you know. I know a lot of uh, police officers, obviously, all my years working with Crime Watch in the past, but some just stay stuck in one area. So I think it's it's very important, or I think it's it's a good thing when it, there's so much to, so many different units, so many different yes. uh, work that you can do. Yes. So you know, I I think it's a great thing to to move around and and then obviously uh, for your experience bringing it to the department. Um, so. Us being, Citizens Crime Watch being a crime prevention, community policing organization, how, what is your stance? How do you feel about community policing um, in the future, now in the future, um, the support that you provide? How is that going to continue, et cetera? No, it's, it's critical. It's the very fab- fabric of modern policing. Um, the way I see the challenges in the community in terms of you know, crime and other issues that I firmly believe it takes all of us. It's not just a, a police problem. We're not the only solutions. The community itself, you know, our school systems, our, our uh, CVOs, our, our governmental employees and leaders, we all have to work together because I, I firmly believe that 
it's all about trust. And the only way you're going to have that trust is that we all have buy-in and we're all moving at the same direction and that we all identify what are the the root causes of some of the issues that not only here in, in Dade County, but it's mirrored around the country. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's just not one tool that you could do to solve all the problems and community policing i think is that from you know from boots on the ground officers engaging community members to community members providing cooperating in in identifying what they see as is are the problems and also identifying what we may be doing wrong and how we can do things better you know you always uh, i firmly believe that police department needs to mirror what the community expects in terms of its diversity and its interactions with the community. And mm. Miami-Dade County is a very diverse community. Yep. You know, we all have all, all segments of, of, you know, in social economic areas as well as uh, different races and, and just... Cities, and yeah. yeah, so, you it's, know, our de- that's why our department, in terms of what we're made of and, and our personnel makeup, reflects almost identical to the population mm-hmm. So that, that really gives us that advantage. So there's understanding and trust in terms of any from a, from a street interaction to a homicide investigation, from a town hall meeting, from a civil disturbance, you know, or, or when we're talking about resources for the police department, there's an understanding of what, how critical role that we play as law enforcement and the community. And that, that's so true about the reflecting the community because uh, it gives it a sense of a little more trust and Mm -hmm. and like oh okay someone like me i can you know understand better um maybe i'm not so afraid of the police if they speak my language look like me things like that so it's 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 really uh, important to have a diverse department here and and nationwide and uh community policing Unfortunately, police is not always looked in the best of light. So I know through my years with Crime Watch, what you, what they currently do, what the police department currently does, uh, is try to bring that community and police together and show, especially with little ones. Because I remember when I was working with the schools, it was always like, "Don't be afraid of the police right. because you need help. You need to go to them. They're not the bad ones." So, what? Um, tactics, what strategic um, issues or, 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 or plans do you do and do you see in the future for to continue that positive outlook? Right. Well, actually, to maintain that positive outlook, it's, you know, the, the, our, what our patch symbolizes to the community is something that's not taken for granted. We don't rest on our laurels. We work at it each and every day, every day. You know, we work hard to ensure that we build that trust, especially with our youth, you know, with our community members, um, that they trust that, w- that when we come, that, that we're accepted. And there's always going to be that yeah, variable definitely. of those who, who may not, um, you know, want to be around the police or trust us. And we understand that, but that doesn't discourage us. We find ways to bridge that gap if it's through victim advocacy, through our social media being involved in in programs that help bridge that from even now with uh, environmental um, resiliency we're part of that now too you know in terms of reimaging the department to deal with the struggles that are going on as a result of covid and the issues that are out there we're out there 
doing those, you know, walking the community, walking one stops, um, doing part of the survey, the 305 survey that uh, was just put yes, out yes. so that we can get granular information. And then when the solutions are brought in to these communities, I want our officers to be there. I want them to see the Miami-Dade Police Department patch as part of that solution, that we're not adversarial. We're there to help. We're there to keep you safe. And law enforcement, as it's been for the last 10 years and moving forward, we wear multiple hats. Mm-hmm. From you know your basic police strategies to social work, mentoring, dealing with like our youth outreach unit. We're mentoring children not in the streets, but in their homes, mm-hmm. you know, linked into their progress in school, partnerships with Miami-Dade County Public Schools. I mean, there's just an array. Not, and because of that, I had to create a community affairs bureau. So it could be the hub of all these programs with, with officers that are really dedicated into being, you know, granular into the community and really going beyond the street, but into the home and really helping these communities one by one, helping our kids, setting that example, because a lot of our gun violence involves our youth. Yep. And the reason it happens, and just think of today's environment, a lot of kids aren't going to school because of COVID. So if you don't have a good family unit at home and your, your son or daughter is sitting at home and there's no one there to guide them, they're not doing their schoolwork, they're on their social media, their attention's in the social media where there's a lot of bad things, mm-hmm. And then you have bad actors and influencers around you. That'll lead you to a path of bad decision making that could lead to a tragedy. So who's going to step in there to do that? And that's where I, I'm very proud of our department that we're entering that room. We'll fill that gap because at the end of the day, we want to save our most precious resource, which is our youth. All of them in our whole community, not in a specific note, all of our youth. It's our responsibility to do that. And, you know, it takes these uh, very innovative community policing techniques that really are are hybrid. You know, there is a standard playbook for that, but each community is different. And you come up with great ideas from your workforce, like people like you who come up with innovative ideas on how to target and build that trust and make that change and then sustain it. Because it's easy to show up and be nice, shake right, your kids, have, pat them on the head, give them a lollipop and leave. Mm-hmm. But you know what? The problem's still there. What you need is sustainability. You know, you want that when some when they're with their friends and they start saying negative things that they say, no, the officer is a good person mm-hmm. or he or she is there for me, you know, believes in me, you know, or, or if something bad, they're going to do something bad. They hear that voice, which typically would be your mom and dad. Maybe it's our voice that reminds them, don't do this, you know, and that is a victory. And it's hard to quantify that. But that shouldn't discourage us. We need to take that role as that parent. I mean, these are all really innovative, you know, uh, barriers that we've broken. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a long haul, but it's very rewarding at the end, you know. And uh, I know that it's been, you know, years that, that police um, has been that mentor. They have a mentor program, right. the PAL PAL. Yes, program. the PAL program, our um, youth outreach, and so there's big a, a lot of programs that you yeah. that Miami Dade Police Department offers to to the community, to our youth, and it, it's April is uh, Child Abuse Prevention Month, yeah. and it's funny because I just wrote an, a blog about that, and one of the things, not that it's funny, but I'm saying like yeah. that it coincides is that no, you know, it is 
it takes a village to raise a child and our children are our future. Yes. They really are. So we have to protect them. We have to do everything we can. And sometimes that mother father figure isn't there, but there is somebody in the community, law enforcement, a teacher, you know, mm -hmm. another adult that really can guide them to that path and be that little voice. You're right. Um, and when I used to do the presentations, uh, years later, let's say I would go, you know, to one school and like a year or two later, they'd be like at another school, it's like, Miss Lopez, and yeah. they'd remember me, or they'd see me at the mall, you know, and like, yeah. I remember when you came with McGraw. And so they do remember these things. So yes, it, it's very important to, to continue those. Those, um, uh, youth programs and, and community programs but uh, you mentioned COVID and we're still in times of COVID mm -hmm. things are kind of taking a different route now we're yes. hopefully getting back to some sort of normal and a lot of these community events were at a halt uh, I know crime watch meetings were also put on hold started then going more virtual so how do you see in now the future the new normal or right. our new way of being uh, are, are these community events gonna finally start coming back I know you really don't have a say until right. everything really opens up and it's not for you to say but as the governor starts opening up we start following other regulations right. are we gonna continue seeing these events oh, absolutely we're already doing it uh, if you look in our social media you'll see like south district or or hammocks or north side their, their neighborhood resource unit officers are already having you know modified community events um you know obviously we have the social distancing and a mask but we really have to reach out and touch you know our citizens and and we're doing that now and as things open up and as the vaccines start to mm -hmm. to become more uh, you know throughout our community will be and we're really looking forward for that we really need to bring that back that's why there's the community affairs bureau now that we could come up with strategic events where we can really capitalize on targeting a specific uh you know group of folks that need our help in an efficient and and quick manner you know so that we could stand up those those events uh partner with um, you know resources that come to help the community I mean, you know, that's that that has to happen. We're moving forward with that, and we'll continue to do that. So it's the department pretty much has been reimaged, and it, and that's what the beauty of this department. We reimage really quick with the trends that are going, the needs of the community. You know, right now the department is in a platform where we're dealing with gun violence, mm -hmm. but we're also very much involved in you know rem helping to remedy the the effects of COVID. What is done. To, to our community, both socially, economically, and uh, we've pivoted in a form where we can be part of that solution. And, uh, and uh, men and women are out there of our department working really hard and making those partnerships, you know, to, to assist that, like a circle of brotherhood, Romania Dukes, you know, Tangela Sears, you know, many, uh, you know, I was Shirley Plankton, the Community Relations Board, all those folks, we're all, we all speak the same, you know, language in terms of what we're looking for is to, to you know, be that shining community in this country like we've been and uh, getting all people up to pick everybody up and, and be the different than what you see in other places around the country. Um, and to do that, it's, it's not just policing, stopping people. It's all these different layers that are required, which I believe is encompasses community policing, community mm -hmm. engagement. You know, that word community, that is the root word that will help solve the issues that, that are going on right now. And, as, you know, about community, it's not just you, the 
police department. It's right. also the community who needs to put their part. Yep. And that's why it's so important to uh, get to know your neighbors, yes. to have a crime watch group. Yeah. You want to give yep. them some pointers about that? Or? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, the, the police can't be everywhere. Obviously, there's only so many of us with so many things going on. So no one knows more what's going on than those who live in their neighborhood or or their HOA or wherever apartment complex, you know who are those that are that are, that are causing a, a quality of life issue, you know? Mm -hmm. And the only way we're gonna know that, so when we, we engage with our partnership with, with Crime Watch, is to get that information and come up with a plan to resolve it, you know? And, uh, and that data, that, in, that intelligence comes from the community. And those in the community who step up that are, that are leaders, that say, you know, enough's enough, this, this has to stop. I don't wanna come home from working two jobs and on my way to open the door, I gotta walk past these problems, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm tired of living in fear or I'm tired of the way this community is lit up. I feel unsafe, you know? I need help on how to better, to provide a better environment for my kids or uh, I don't like my daughter's son getting off in the corner on the bus stop and walking through all of this, you know? and. Uh, that, that information that we gather, we can immediately get with our county partners, our RER and other, other uh, you know, departments that are in this great portfolio that is Miami-Dade County government and immediately infuse them into the neighborhood to resolve those problems too so that we don't have victimizations, you know? Because like I said, the police can't do it all. And that data will come from that. And you see platforms like Nextdoor and other social media platforms that we engage with as well that, that gives us that information as well so that we can address it, you know, and that's community engagement. Yeah, and um, you mentioned Nextdoor, and yes, yep. that's there's tools like, um, like Nextdoor, yes. but there's also, uh, in the past, uh, pre more digital, modern social media platforms. Mm -hmm. It used to be the phone chain. Correct. And then, you know, okay, phone chain goes to, well, now we can have, now we have emails, let's exchange emails. Yep. And now we have Facebook uh, groups, yes. uh, Twitter, oh, yeah. Instagram, maybe, I don't know if they use Instagram, but Nextdoor is such a wonderful tool, it really, it really is. Yes. Uh, so there's, there are resources out there. There's help out there for the community if they're they're having issues within um, their neighborhood. But it takes everybody. Yes. It takes work from the police. Yes. It takes work from the neighbors. But we're there to to assist, and we we do have resources available. I, I don't want to take any more of your time. I know that on Fridays uh, you're on the news radio six ten in the morning. So yes. always tune in what at seven. Yes, it's at uh, 7.20 uh, with uh, Jimmy Cephalo show, and he'll, he'll go over topics of the week, mm -hmm. be it within the department or, or national perspectives, uh, where I get an opportunity to talk about the great things that the men and women of the Miami-Dade Police Department do each and every day, and, uh, and also how we're handling emerging trends and, and whatever subject matter comes up. I mean, I think one of the best forms to see now more than ever of, of what we're doing as a department is our social media platforms. Like one new wrinkle we've added is in our homicide cases or violent crime cases, our detectives will do a video. And and because uh, before the perception was, you know, that those officers really care about what happens. What are they doing about the cases? Is there a right. human connection Behind. to this? Are we speaking for the families of the victims? So now what we do, a homicide detective will talk about the case. 
we'll bring in the perspective of the families who are left behind and we'll show the environment of where this crime happened because we want to show the community what we deal with and what our community deals with each and every day. And a lot of times it's helped us a lot. First of all, with people becoming aware, number one. Number two, it's helped us to get a lot of tips so that we can close these cases. And uh, I think it's part of the transparency, a part of saying to the community, it takes all of us, look, we're showing you what we can show you. It's not just a bolo, we're looking for this guy and this is the victim. No, this is a story. This is what my detectives have saw in the first 72 hours of what they've done. And this is what we need now from you. We need your help. We've done all the forensics. We've done all those things. But now we need, you know, because we need that information. A lot of those cases are circumstantial. They require a lot to build them. You'll see them on robberies or you'll see uh, introducing the major of a particular district. And that major tells the story of his people or her people and what their patrol area encompasses of their diverse community. And I like our folks to tell a story, not me. I want them to tell a story. I want the officer to tell a story. I want you to tell a story, you know, not just always me doing that. So it shows that this department and its employees are engaged and they understand and they care. There was one particular murder, uh, one of our homicide detectives, she was able to close. And uh, when she told her story, Remember, this, this is not scripted. She spoke as a mom that it affects her that this family lost their daughter. Well, a recent one. Yes, uh, that, yes. That it, it took a... Jessica Alvarez handed the case, homicide detective. Yes. It happened about two that. years ago. Mm-hmm. Parents, we did several family pleas. Mm-hmm. You know, she stayed on the case. But you got to hear from that detective the emotion of what that case and like every other case means to them. You know, we're mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters. And when you see the pain of the family member, you know, we're human beings. That translates mm-hmm. into us. That's our fuel to keep working. Even though if doors close in our face and, we're, and it gets harder to solve that case, we don't stop because we remember that mom's cry or that father's mm-hmm. cry or the, the siblings. It's terrible, you know, and, uh, and it happens a lot. So I want our community to see that, that Jessica is a mom, mm-hmm. has kids the same age as that. You don't think that that that's on her shoulders every night when she goes to bed, along with the other cases we dealt with, or, or the 17-year-old boy that, that was shot the other day in ghouls, you know, for, for senseless gun violence. And that whole family is just devastated now. The kid had his whole life ahead of him, part of a football program. Mm-hmm. You know, those those kids who played with them through the years, the coaches, everybody's devastated because one person decided to take him upon himself to take a life, you know, and uh, those detectives, you know, Danny Aiken carries that burden as a dad, you know, he's a member of that community. He's saying through that video, you know, enough is enough. It's not me saying it, it's my detective mm-hmm. saying it the officers, and I need your help to put this, to stop this violence, so. And to to piggyback on that, um, reporting, yeah. reporting, reporting, yes. please, yeah. if anybody knows anything, right. whatever, you know, whether it be something with a, a homicide or whether it be a vehicle burglary, if you see yep. something, say, say something. something. And you can always call 911 or, or the non-emergency number, yep. uh, 305-4-POLICE, yep. 476-5423. But it's the same thing we 
teach the kids in your youth crime watch program if you see something say something it's so important again it takes everybody yeah. to to make uh, our community safe uh, so uh Anything else that you want to add to this? To I know that no, uh, just add to I want There's so much we can talk about. Well, we sit here for hours, hours and hours. But, but, <laughs> but what I can, in the spirit of, of why we're here, I can tell the community that uh, the crime watch is a critical component. It's the bridge for law enforcement in the community for us to be able to work together to make our neighborhoods a safer, better place for our ultimate goal, which is our youth, to protect our children, the next generation, so they can also feel and remember the values that we were raised with and our parents before us, so they don't let you know, the ills of social media or bad actors you know, turn them in a direction behind our backs that when we finally realize it's too late. And then you know we have bigger problems mm -hmm. in the future, so you know be engaged start up your your your, your citizens crime watch in your own in your communities you know call us for anything that you need not only for criminal issues any guidance any information you need feel free to call us we will always be there for you um the one the one uh, government entity is always out there in the streets 24 hours a day is the police officer mm -hmm. and when you call i can assure you they will be at your door he or she will be there you know i guarantee you that so I thank you very much for this opportunity. No, thank you. And Miami-Dade Police Department is really the greatest. Not yeah. because I'm partial, because I live yeah. here, because I've worked with you guys for so many years, but really, it truly is the best police department. And uh, it's always a, a pleasure working with all of you guys and girls, guys and girls. But uh, it's we're going to keep it strong, and we're going to keep right. growing. We're going to stay on top. We're going to be number one. We're always going right. to be number one. So anyway, all of you, uh, thank you for joining us today. Uh, Director Ramirez did mention something about aware, stay aware, awareness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's my thing. That's my topic. Be aware, remember. So until next time, make good choices, be aware, and stay safe. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day.